Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football? Right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams. And I am Chip Hazard. Shout out to Roger Sierra. Hopefully, we'll be back soon. And uh, before we get into week 13, let's knock out week 12. I'm sorry, before we get to week 14, let's knock out week 13. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I have not had that much sleep. I apologize. Hey, let's kick I, it off with the Thursday. What, what was that? I, I, I need to give a shout out to Ben and Jerry's Chunky Monkey Ice Cream. This is <laughs> the bomb. You've hey, never had Chunky Monkey before? We we ain't sponsored, but uh, <laughs> hey, Mr. Ben and Jerry's, if y'all want to sponsor Movement Radio, <laughs> I'm all about it. We'll we'll come set up at the, we'll come, we'll come set up at downtown Chattanooga, right there across from the aquarium. But anyway, all right. Let's get into it, man. Let's get into the week 13 uh, recap. Uh, to start with the Thursday nighter, the Cowboys versus the Saints. The Cowboys actually pulled off a victory for for the first time in a while, uh, moving up to 8-4 and four on the year, 27-17 to 17 against the Saints. Um, once again, the Saints are doing Saint things. They're the bad team showed up. But let's just get into the statistics real quick. Dak Prescott, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, 238 uh, pat, uh, passing yards, one touchdown, but he also had an interception. Uh, Tony Pollard ran for 71 yards, had a touchdown. Zeke only ran for 45 yards. C.D. Lamb with a, with a rare run with 33 yards. Uh, C.D. Lamb was also the uh, leading receiver at 89 yards off seven receptions. Michael Gallup, 36 yards and a touchdown. Um, <clears throat> Jerron Curse, uh, DeMonte Kazim, Carlos Watkins, and uh, Trayvon Diggs all had interceptions in this game. Um Anthony Brown uh, with 10 total tackles, Keanu, ne- Keanu Neal with a sack, uh, Mika Parsons with a sack, making a case once again for that de- defensive rookie of the year um, mantra that he wants to go for. Um, as far as the Saints go, Taysom Hill started the game, had 264, two touchdowns, not bad, but then he also had those four interceptions, not good. Um and then he he also was their leading rusher, running running for 101 yards. The running backs, Mark Ingram, um, Todd Montgomery, and uh, Deontay Harris, ran for a combined 52 yards after that. But I mean, with Taysom Hill running all over the field, I mean, it, he was trying to be uh, he was trying to be uh, uh, he was trying to be uh, Lamar Jackson out there apparently. Um, but uh, Deontay Harris also was a leading receiver at 96 yards and a touchdown. Little Jordan Humphreys, uh, 49 yards and a touchdown. Um, and then Garrett Griffin uh, uh, had a fumble in this game. Uh, LaShawn Lattimore uh, had an interception, ran it back 15. Uh, P.J. Williams, you know, had a big game, eight total tackles, a sack and a, force, a, sack and a tackle for a loss. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this game, it was – Kind of good, you know. It was it was one of those games where it was like, okay, let's see what Dallas is going to be capable of, because it was kind of neck and neck. They got them two field goals, but then that touchdown toward the end, and then New Orleans did try to make a comeback toward the end with a pass to uh, Harris. It was a seventy yarder, but it didn't really uh, matter in the end. Dallas still holding on to uh, the lead in the NFC uh, East at this time. How did you feel about the, the Thursday doubter? Uh. It- it wasn't a very good one. Um, right. I mean, we started the season with some some bangers uh, on Thursday night. And uh, it was like, if you missed the Thursday night game, you probably missed game of the week. Uh, and then, I don't know what, uh, three or four, five weeks ago, the, the Thursday night games started to become very terrible. Um, right. 
and I don't know why. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why either. Um, I don't know, maybe it's because the teams that we know are good, um, like like if the teams are kind of evenly balanced, then then it can make for a good game because you really don't know which way it can go. But if it's like the Cardinals against you know the the the, the Lions, and it's like, yeah, we know who's going to win, you know. But anyway, uh, we'll get to the Lions in just a second. Um, so we go to the the Thursday night or to the Sunday games. We'll kick it off with the Miami Dolphins and the New York Giants. The Dolphins have won. And they have they are on a five game win streak. Um, they win twenty to nine. Now, granted, it was against the Giants, but hey, take whatever victory you can get. Take right uh, the the Giants. You know, uh, Mike Glennon started for for uh, Danny Dimes in this game. One eighty seven passing yards and an interception. Uh, Saquon Barkley ran fifty five yards. Devontae Booker ran for thirty six. Um, Evan Ingram with sixty one yards pass sixty one yards receiving. He was the leading receiver for the team. Kenny Galloway with thirty seven yards. Um, uh, shout out to Tay Crowder and Reggie uh, Raglan. Both of them, you know, did the best they could on that defense. Uh, Crowder with nine total tackles, uh, Raglan with uh, six. Um, and uh, you know, they did they did a really good job of uh, you know, containing uh, Tua on 20. Tua had a pretty decent game 244 yards, two touchdowns. Um, not a big running rushing attack between uh, Gaskin, Ahmed, and Tua. Uh, only ran for about sixty-seven. Oh, sorry, sixty-eight yards total between the between the um, the, uh, the 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 uh, three of them. Uh, Jalen Waddle had a good game: nine receptions, ninety yards, and ninety receptions with ninety yards. Uh, Devontae Parker five receptions, sixty-two yards. Uh, Mac uh, Mac Hollins only had one uh, catch, but he made that a five-yarder for a touchdown. Isaiah Ford one catch, but a two-yarder for a touchdown. Uh, so you definitely get uh, X with another interception. Uh, Eric Rowe with seven total tackles in this game. Um, I mean, it, I will say this. It was the Giants, so it wasn't like it was a huge, you know, win. But at the same time, it's a five-game win streak. The Dolphins have moved from one and seven to six and seven. Can they keep this momentum going? Um. Well, they come for this week for sure. <laughs> well, we got by this week, so yeah, of course. <laughs> Keep the momentum oh, going in the bye week. That's right. Um, no, I think. Uh, give me just a second. I I, I think the the Dolphins are are trending in the right direction, right? Um, for sure. Now, after the bye week, um, yeah, you guys are gonna win. Your, your first game coming back from the bye week because uh, you guys got the Jets. Um, then you got the Saints with the shambles that the Saints are in. I think you guys win that one. Um, and then it's Titans-Patriots. Titans is a toss-up. It depends um, if they can get their, their shit together or not. Uh Patriots, you guys lose that one. Yeah, we. Yeah, I, I got a feeling with the way the Patriots oh. are playing, I, it wouldn't surprise me if we lost to the Patriots. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying that to be. I mean, I know that's that's your team, and, and you hate the Patriots just as much as the next. But but they're lighting lighting things up over there in they are. or up there in New England. Um, it, it's it's almost as if, and I know it's it's season one. But it's almost as if Belichick has found his next version of Tom Brady. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm not saying that to say that Mac Jones is 
as good as Tom Brady or of course not no or anything like that. But you know, he had Cam Newton, and everybody thought Cam Newton was. I mean, Cam Cam is a good quarterback. Um, but he doesn't fit that that New England system. Uh, everybody thought that Belichick was crazy for trading up to get Mac Jones. But do they really think he's yeah, crazy well, now? No. And, and another crazy thing is that a lot of people believe that he was going to get Justin Fields instead of Mac Jones. Um, but, I mean, you can kind of see the similarities between Mac Jones and um, Tom Brady in a sense. So maybe mm-hmm. they've seen that. Um and also, out of the, all the quarterbacks that were selected in that draft, um, no one really thought because you because you know, obviously you know Trey Lance was up there, um, and uh, you know obviously Justin Fields was in the mix. You know there, there was a plethora of quarterbacks who everybody was like, oh, this is going to be the next guy. This is going to be the next. Trey Lance. I don't think Trey Lance has even started in San Francisco. I don't think he has. Yeah, uh, I think he has. Did, has he has he had like one maybe two starts? Less Jimmy G. I mean, he probably went in for a couple plays, um, but yeah. But I mean, do I think that? Do I think that they'll be? I mean, they're obviously going to be great for the future. There, there's no doubt about that. Hell, they might be good. You know, they might surprise a lot of people. Um, but I think last year with. Pelichick not being able to reach the postseason, I think it's eating. I think it still eats him up. That man, man, Tom Brady don't want a damn Super Bowl without me. Nah, I gotta get this team better. You, you know what I mean? So, and of course, I'm exaggerating. I don't know if that's what he really thought, but I mean, that's the narrative. You know, uh, I, I I think the narrative says that those two guys hate each other and butt heads so much, and and my brain tells me that they're the best of friends and they're sitting back like on uh, off days drinking Coronas together, reading headlines, be like, look at these dumb motherfuckers. They think we hate each other. <laughs> you know what? It wouldn't surprise me because I, I, I'm pretty sure that kind of like with professional wrestling in a sense, and I'm not trying to equate the two in terms of, you know, validity or anything like that. But what I am saying is that I'm pretty sure that, because you know how sometimes McMahon will feed the dirt sheets bullshit just so that they'll have a story to run. I'm pretty sure that a lot of these coaches and a lot of these teams are feeding information so that, you know, for what, what, what we used to call building a uh, uh, billboard material, you know what I mean? Right. Or, 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 you know, stuff like that or black or, 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 or uh, whatever it's called. I can't remember. But billboard material is what is, what is what I called it before. Um, locker room material, poster board material, something like that. But anyway, uh, but, that being said, though, I hope the Dolphins keep this thing rolling. Hey, we got bye week, so let's see what happens uh, afterwards. Hopefully, we don't sh- sh- you know shit a brick against the Jets. That being said, let's move on to the next game: the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. Oh boy, Indianapolis thirty-one, Houston Texans zilch. Carson Wentz is kicking off with the Colts. Carson Wentz, uh, 158 yards and a touchdown. Jonathan Taylor ran all over the field, uh, 143 yards, rushing with two touchdowns. Deion Jackson ran for 19 yards, also with a touchdown in this game. Uh, Michael Pittman, six receptions, 77 yards. Uh, Ashton Dolan, 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 I want to say it's Dolan, Um, one catch, but it was a two-yarder for a touchdown. Um, 
Jonathan Taylor, though, did lose a fumble in this game, so that did hurt him. Uh, Kenny Moore the second with the interception in this game. Um, Bobby O'Currick with uh, six total tackles. Al Karin Mohammed, or I'm sorry, Quadin. Yeah, Al Quadin Mohammed uh, with two sacks in this game and two tackles for a loss. Also, Kimoko uh, Toure with two sacks and two ta- tackles for losses in this game. Um, and then we jump over to the Houston Texans, and oh boy. Yeah, I mean, it ain't good. Between Davis Mills and Tyrod Taylor, 141 yards. Davis Mills yep. threw 49. Tyrod Taylor threw 40, uh, 45. Rex Burkhead w- was the leading rusher with 30 yards rushing. Uh, Brandon Cooks was the lead receiver, 38 yards receiving. Uh, Farrell Brown lost a fumble in this game. I will say this, though. Uh, Camus Gruyere Hill, I want to say that's how it's pronounced. He was the best thing on he was the best thing on Sunday for y'all. 19 total tackles, one sack, three tackles for a loss. He was the best player on the field that day for the Houston Texans. Bubba. Uh, man, it, man, it's in shambles. Uh I I, I there, there's no other way around it. There there was fans at the stadium with signs that literally read, um, Tommy Boy McNair, please sell the team. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, Bob McNair. Is Bob McNair dead? Did he pass away? Yes. Okay. So, and his son, Tommy owns the franchise now? No, his his son's name is Cal. Oh, then why does oh. it say Tommy Boy? Okay, Boy. have you never seen the movie Tommy Boy? Oh, okay, yeah, Tommy Boy. Okay, yeah, now yeah. now I get the reference. Never mind. Um, you know, longest been since I've seen Tommy Boy. Uh, anyway, I long mean, time. For me, for me, it was about 30, 37 minutes ago. Oh, um, there you go. <laughs> there you go. But, but no, uh, a, a, a lot of people are they're comparing Cal McNair to. Uh, Chris Farley's character in Tommy Boy, where you know his father died, he took over the uh, the, the family business and just slowly like ran it into the ground uh, before turning it around. Like there's there is a um, uh, there's a good there, yeah that. there's a there's a there's uh, a good side to the story. I'm sure. right <laughs> when it comes to the movie, um, yes. but but people are begging Cal McNair to sell the team. Um, it, it, it really is a dumpster fire. Um, and it's, I mean, I, I'm a Texans fan. I will always be a Texans fan, but it's very hard to root for the Texans. Like, I know they're not good. I know they're not going to be good for some time. Uh, but also, like there, there needs to be people put into the position to turn it around, and that's not happening either. Um, I know the Texans have officially been uh, eliminated from playoff contention. I think they're the only team that has actually been eliminated from playoff contention. 
Right. Well, let me give you something that might give you a little bit of hope, and it's it's interesting. The Texans, you know, the, the Texans did have that fumble recovery in the fourth quarter. The Texans' fumble recovery in the fourth quarter was their 12th takeaway in their last four games. Houston had nine total takeaways in 2020, which is the fewest in the, in, 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 in the in a season for the team's uh, history. So you're winning the takeaway battle. So that's something that you can possibly use to further, you know, your team or whatever, you know. Focus on takeaways, focus on, you know, getting quarterbacks off balance, you know, stripping the ball, things of that nature, you know. Uh, so we go from the Houston Texans, who are in shambles, to another team who is in shambles, but somehow, some way, found a way to win. And ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the Detroit Lions. Oh my gosh, Detroit, you finally won one. 29 to 27 in a last minute ditch effort to win against the Minnesota Vikings. Let's break down the stats real quick. Um, Kirk Cousins had, you know, had a good game, 340 yards, two touchdowns. Alexander Madison with 90 uh, rushing yards and, and a touchdown on top of that. Justin Jefferson, man, went off 11 receptions, 182 yards and a touchdown. KJ Osborne uh, with 47 uh, receiving yards and a touchdown as well. Uh, Tyler Conklin also clocked in seven seven receptions, 56 yards. Um, Kirk Cousins did lose a fumble in this game, so that did hurt him a, a bit. Uh, Cameron uh, Danzler with an interception in this game. Uh, Nick uh, Vengel with uh, 15 total tackles in this game. Uh, Brashad Breland uh, with uh, nine total, along with Blake Lynch was nine total. Blake Lynch actually had two sacks and a tackle for a loss in this game. And DJ uh, Warnham with a sack and a t- tackle for a loss in this game as well. Um, and then you go over to the Lions. Jared Goff, great game, 296, three touchdowns, but he did throw that interception. Jamal Williams uh, was lead rusher at 71 yards. Um, a man, a man, a man, Ross St. Brown, I'll get that name right eventually. 10 receptions, 86 yards and a touchdown. TJ Hawkinson, 49 yards and a touchdown. Brock Wright, 28 yards and a touchdown. Um, Jared Goff did lose a fumble, you know, so that did hurt him. But Charles Harris did also have a fumble recovery with uh, Julian Okawara uh, recovering the ball. Uh, Tracy Walker III with 11 total tackles in this game. Definitely a game that they needed. Um, I think had they lost the game, which, I mean, a lot of people still believe that Detroit's out of playoff contention anyway, just solely based on the record. But at one ten and one, they finally win a game. How did you feel about this? Did you feel? Did you think that they were going to come back and win? Because it was a pretty good comeback there toward the end. It, it was. This ended up being a better game than I thought it was going to be. I thought Minnesota was just going to walk in and, uh, like walk all over Detroit. Yeah. Um, and, and therefore a little while that's, that's what it looked like. And then Detroit kind of like, I don't know what happened. I don't know if somebody sprinkled some, some magic pixie dust on them or whatnot, but they woke up and they were like, man, we are tired of being, you know, one of the laughing stocks of the NFL. Right. Let's, let's do something. Yeah. And they made this miraculous comeback. Yeah, well, I mean, it was oh. twenty to six Detroit at the at the half. So everyone was like, "Oh man, they're gonna they're gonna do it. They're gonna do it. They're gonna do it." And right. then 
Minnesota field goal, touchdown, 10 points right there. They kick a field goal, touchdown, touchdown, 14 right there. And it's like, oh, they're going to freaking do it again. They, they, they need a touchdown right here. They need it. They need it. They need it. You know, because Minnesota pretty much, you know, took over in the second half. And exactly. then thinking, oh, God, what, 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 what what's going to happen now? You know, and it got to a point to where you were like, uh, you're probably going to lose this game. You're probably going to lose this game. And then they pull out the victory, and you're like, what, 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 what just happened? Jared Goff excited. He's jumping up and down like he just won the damn Super Bowl, which, hell, if you if you win in Detroit one game, <laughs> I mean, there you go. Um, each of the Vikings – here's a weird stat – each of the Vikings' seven losses this season have been by eight points or fewer. Right. So basically by one score or less. By one score or less, yeah. That's interesting. Um, and it says Detroit has allowed 17 points for the first time – has has allowed 17-plus points for the first time in their in the last four games, the three-game streak allowing 16 or fewer um, – was the longest since week ten and week ten through twelve of the twenty fifteen season, um, and it said that the Lions have scored twenty plus points for the first time in their last eleven games. So they didn't even like. I mean, they they tried and they won this game. So you know, good on them for you know getting the the victory when they needed it. Um. That being said, let's move on to the next one. The next game is the Philadelphia Eagles and the New York Jets. Fuck Jets. Um, Eagles win 33-18 in a pretty decent game. Um, a game that literally was just touchdown, 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 touchdown. Field goal, field goal, field goal. <laughs> so basically it was like the Jets score, Eagles score. Jets score, Eagles score. Jets score, Eagle score, then the Eagle just kick field goals the rest of the way. That being said, though, Garner Minshew started this game and had a pretty good outing, 242 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Miles Sanders ran for 120 yards. Uh, Kenneth Grant gained well, excuse me, 54 yards and a touchdown. Dallas Goddard, six receptions, 105 yards and two touchdowns. Um, you know, Marcus Epps with the uh, interception in this game. TJ Edwards with 11 total tackles in this game. Alex Singleton with eight total tackles in this game. Uh Josh Sweat with uh, 1.5 sacks in this game. Uh, then you go over to the Jets. Zach Wilson actually had a decent game. 226 yards, two touchdowns, but he did throw the pick. Um, Tevin Coleman with uh, 58 yards. He was the to- he was the sole um, he was the uh, leading rusher of the game. Zach Wilson did run for a touchdown in this game as well. Uh, Elijah, the rookie Elijah Moore, six receptions, 77 yards and a touchdown. Ryan Griffin, 15 yards and a touchdown. Um, uh, C.J. Mosley with 13 total tackles. Um, Qu- Quincy Williams also chipped in with 13 total tackles, so they were both you know wreaking havoc on the field. Um, this is one of those games where you thought, I mean, this game could go back and forth the whole entire way, you know. And then the Eagles just like, you know what, we're done. Field goal, field goal, field goal. I don't even want to score no more. <laughs> how, how did you feel about this one? Uh, I was so so happy that. Um... Gardner Minshew got a uh, got his start and balled out. Yeah, he did. Um, I was so happy for him. Uh, did, again, this is one of those games that ended up being better than I expected it would be. Right. 
uh and it uh man i don't know i don't know it just it ended up being much better than i expected it to be right um a couple interesting stats about one one about Gardner Minshew that I think is pretty cool. Gardner Minshew had a 133.7 passer rating. That is the highest in a game for a Philadelphia Eagles for a Philadelphia Eagle since Nick Foles uh, had a 158.3 in Week Nine of the 2013 season. So, you know, pretty good quarterback rating. Um, Fun fact, this was the first game since at least 1978 that teams combined to score a touchdown on their on the on the game's first six offensive drives. So the oh, wow. first six series of this of these games were touchdowns, you know. So that's, that's pretty that's pretty interesting. That's pretty cool. Um that being said though, let's move on to the next one. All right, so the next game we're going to talk about Oh, excuse me. The Arizona Cardinals and the Chicago Bears. Uh, this game, this game was closer than I really thought it was going to be. Arizona did pull out the victory though, thirty-three to twenty-two. Um, I mean, twenty-one to seven at the half. You're thinking, okay, it might be closer later. Nah, it it it, it wasn't. <laughs> they pretty much dog walked them. Um, you know, interception. Inter- I mean, we'll we'll get into that in just a quick second. Let me pause this video real quick so I'm not distracted. Um, all right, there you go. Um, Kyler Murray, 123 yards uh, total passing, two touchdowns. James Conner ran for 75 yards. Uh, Kyler Murray also ran for 59 yards and got two touchdowns on the ground. James Conner, 36 yards uh, receiving and a touchdown. D-Hop, 32 yards receiving and a, and, and, and a, and a touchdown. Um Buda Baker, Byron Murphy, Zach Allen, and Jalen Thompson, all four with interceptions in this game. Buda Baker ran one back for 77 yards. Insane. Um, Jordan Hicks, Jordan Hicks went off in this game. 13 total tackles, two sacks, two tackles for a loss. Uh, Byron Murphy and Chandler Jones actually shared a sack with each other in this game, um, which was pretty funny. Um you know, so they, you know, so Arizona came to play. Uh, Chicago did okay, but it was Andy Dalton, so yeah, two twenty nine, two touchdowns, but four interceptions. David Montgomery did have a good game with ninety ninety uh, rushing yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jakeem Grant with with a sixty two yards receiving and a touchdown. Jimmy Graham, the rare Jimmy Graham uh, sighting, uh, one reception, one yard, one touchdown. Um. And Artie Burns with five total tackles, along with Eddie Jackson. Um, uh, they did now. They did get to the backfield a lot, though. Burns, Jackson, Smith, Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn had two tackles for a loss. Uh, Blau Nichols had um, a tackle for a loss as well. But this game, I mean, it was the Cardinals' game to lose, and they were like, "Nah, we're, we're going to keep this momentum. We're going to ride this way." When they just get came off the bye week, so yeah, I think it'd be a pretty. Uh, it's a good way to come back after the bye week. So, how'd you feel about this game? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a damn good way for um, <clears throat> Arizona to come back from the bye week. Uh, you know, I mean, they just came in and kind of did Arizona things, right? Um, so, yeah, I just, yeah, poor Chicago man, because they, I mean, I will say this, kind of like what I said last week. I said. 
that, that Matt Nagy has to make sure that his team is competitive. Yep. And they put up 22 on Arizona, so they were competitive. So I think Matt Nagy's job is, is safe for at least one more week, I think. But we will certainly see. Yeah, we will see. I mean, I don't think Matt Nagy uh, – he's definitely on the hot seat. I don't think he's the first um, co- uh, coach, hey, coach fired. Um, I think the I think the guy that's on the hottest seat of them all right now is uh, David Coley with the Texans. Yeah, that one. Yeah, the probably he's probably the one right there. Yeah, but at uh, the same him time, or Adam, him or Adam Gase from the Jets. Yeah, well, didn't didn't Adam Gase get get let go already or demoted or something? I think he's still the head coach. If he's not, oh no, he may have stepped down. I'm not 100% sure. I try not um, to keep up with the green team, but anyway. Right. Um, uh, but what I was going to say is, I mean, with David Coley being on the hot seat, basically everybody that works for the Texans organization should be on the hot seat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, Cal McNair is not going anywhere. Um, right. But general manager, uh, uh, the uh, head coach. Hell, if you still trying to shop around Deshaun Watson, who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but by, that's a different the, story for a different time. <laughs> correct. Yeah. By the way, Adam Gase is not the head coach. Not the head coach the, uh, anymore? Okay. No. Right. No. Uh, the, the head coach for the Jets is uh, Robert Saleh. Oh, yeah. He did take the job. Man, poor, poor, poor Saleh. Yeah. All right. So the next game we're going to talk about is the Los Angeles Chargers against the Cincinnati Bengals. Now the Chargers won forty-one to twenty-two, and I honestly thought the the score was going to be reversed, just because of the way the Bengals have been playing. But man, right? They came out. The Chargers showed out. Justin Herbert, three hundred and seventeen yards, three touchdowns. Did throw a pick, but he had the three touchdowns. Austin Eckler, fifty-nine yards rushing on and a touchdown. Um, Austin Eckler also had 45 yards receiving in this game. Jalen Gayton with 90 reception. I'm sorry, 90 reception. Jesus Christ, 90 uh, receiving yards and a touchdown. Mike Williams five for uh, 110. Um, Keenan Allen five receptions, 34 yards and two touchdowns in this game. Uh, now Austin Eckler did lose two fumbles in this game, so he you know he's, he had a bad case of fumbleitis this week. Uh, Chris Harris and Michael Davis both with interceptions. Um, Kaiser White, who has flourished um, for the Chargers, could possibly be a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Um, ten total tackles, tackle for a loss. Um, Drew uh, Tranquil, ten total tackles and a sack. Uh, Justin Jones with a sack. Uh, Chris Rump the second with a sack. You know, so they really was putting it on um, good old Joe Burrow this game. Now Burrow had okay game, three hundred yards and a touchdown. Did throw those two picks though. Um, Joe Mixon ran for 54 yards and a touchdown. Joe Burrow also had a six-yarder for a touchdown as well as far as rushing goes. T. Higgins went off again for the second week in a row. Nine receptions, 138 yards and a touchdown. Tyler Boyd with 85. Jamar Chase with 52. Um, But Joe Mixon and Joe Burrow both lost fumbles in this game. Um, So that definitely hurt them. Um, uh, Chidobe Awazu with an interception. Um, Mike Hilton with uh, nine total tackles, Joe Bleachy with nine total tackles, Von Bell with six, plus a sack, plus a tackle for a loss. Um, 
Trey Hendrickson with a sack, Larry Ogunja, Ogunjabi with a sack. So, yeah, I mean, they were definitely putting forth in the effort to try to get, you know, because the Chargers, man, just came out firing on all cylinders with 16 unanswered points in the first half. Um, really, we'll take that back. Really, it was more like 24 unanswered points before uh, the uh, – the, the uh, Bengals came back or tried to make a comeback at least. Um, right. How'd you feel about this particular game? Um, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was a weird game. Yes. Um, and what I mean by that is I, I thought that the, the Bengals, like I had, I want to say I had, let me double check. Nope, I, I had Cincinnati pegged to win, uh, and and then like the Chargers come out and they're like boom, 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 and I'm like, what the hell is going on? It's it's okay, uh, Burrow and them will make a comeback uh, because they've been pretty good about that so far this season. But right. no, like they. Uh, they got behind fast and stayed behind. Yeah. It, it was one of those games where you honestly thought it was going to go the other direction. Um, yeah. Because, again, man, it's weird. Those middle-of-the-pack teams, you don't know which team you're going to get from one week to the next. Like, there's certain teams that, like, they start off slow, then they build momentum, and then there's other teams that start off hot, and then they kind of – you know, the perfect example of this is like Kansas City and New England both started off very, very poorly, and then they started picking up. Tennessee started off really hot, but then they cooled down a bunch, and a lot of that was due to Derrick Henry's injury. Um, but then you got those teams that are, you know, right there in the middle, somewhere between five and seven and seven and five or eight and four maybe, something like that, which eight and four is still considered, you know, up there as far as some of the mm-hmm. best because, I mean, you're you're winning 60, you know, 7% of your games or whatever. Um, right. But nevertheless, um, but yeah, you know, good on the Chargers for winning. Hopefully they can stay in playoff contention, you know, which win definitely, you know, keeps them there. Um, but let's move on to the next game. Uh, the next game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons, an NFC South rivalry game. Both of these teams always play good against each other. Um, Tampa Bay did win 30 to 17 uh, in a game that was surprisingly closer than what I thought it was going to be. Uh, especially at halftime. At halftime, the score was 20-17, to 17, and I was like, huh, Atlanta might have a chance to pull this out. But then Tampa Bay didn't let – they shut Atlanta down in the second half completely. Uh, Buccaneers, Tom Brady, 368, four touchdowns, blah, blah, blah. Y'all know Tom Brady. He the GOAT. Um, as much as I hate to say it, he is. Uh, Leonard Fournette ran for 44 yards also. Uh Chris Godwin went off, man, 15 receptions, 143 yards. No touchdowns in this game, but, you know, he he definitely went off. Mike Evans was 7 for 99. Rob Gronkowski, 58 yards and two touchdowns. Leonard Fournette with 48 yards and a touchdown. Cameron Brait with an, a, with a touchdown as well. One catch, three yards, one, one touchdown. Um, and, you know, Devin White, 10 tackles. Antoine Winfield Jr., 10 tackles. And a tackle for a loss. Levante David had six. Um, and Dominican Sue with uh two sacks, uh, Vita Vea with two sacks, Cam Gill with a sack. I mean, they just put it on Atlanta in this game. Um, unfortunately, Atlanta, ugh, Matt Ryan threw for 297, but no touchdowns, no interceptions, but no touchdowns. Cordell Patterson ran for 78, 
Uh, Mike Davis ran for 32 and had a touchdown, which was, which was the only touchdown Atlanta had um, for the game, or the only touchdown that he had for the game. Uh, um, that being said, uh, Russell Russell Ga- Russell uh, Gage actually had probably his best game of his uh, career in Atlanta. Eleven receptions, 130 <laughs> yards. Bless you, um, Kyle Pitts. Four receptions with 48 yards in the game as well. Um, but Matt Ryan lost, fumbled the ball three times. Russell Cage lo- uh, lost a fumble in this game. Um, now Myron Davidson did have an interception in this game, so that helped him out a lot. Um, uh, Foy Oyelkum, uh with uh, 15 total tackles. Deion Jones with uh, nine. Fabian uh, Monroe with six. Just no sacks whatsoever. He couldn't get to the quarterback whatsoever in this game. Um, this game was pretty business as usual, but the, it, they, the Falcons, I will say, definitely made it interesting. What do you say? Uh, yeah, I think they made it interesting, but it, at no point did I think, okay, um, they're gonna win this game uh you know it's just man that team has a ton of talent on it or or had a ton of talent let me let me rephrase that uh because they lost julio and they lost calvin ridley right uh julio kind of he he plays in tennessee now but does he really no, because uh, you never really hear uh, his name. I don't know if it's because he's been out. I don't know if it's just because they're just not giving him the ball, um, or maybe he's. I mean, Julio's been in the league for a while, man, and his body has not been holding good. Right. I mean, he hasn't. Uh, man, when's the last time he played a full season? Two thousand. 16, I want to say was the last time he had no 2016-2017. I want to say it was a, was the last full season that he had because he started because he had that hamstring injury in 2018, didn't he? Was it 2018? Yeah. yeah. Oh well, there's there's why um, we we haven't heard from uh, Mr. Julio Jones. He is on IR. There we go <laughs> uh, <clears throat> with a hamstring issue. Um, what I say <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, not to, uh, I digress back, back to the, to the Falcons. Um, it, they, they did make it, you know, a, a semi-competitive game. Um, but I mean, they just don't have the, uh, they don't have the 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 talent on on that team to to do anything. I mean, here are their wide receivers. Okay, Russell Gage, which 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 I will say he is coming into his own as a receiver. Right. He's, he's probably the best receiver they have. He's definitely their number one since Calvin Ridley's gone. Frank Darby, Tajay Sharp. Christian Blake, Olamid Zacchaeus. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, they have uh, two tight ends, Kyle Pitts, who, who is good, and Lee Smith. Uh, the problem is, is if, if, if Matt Ryan goes down, their backup quarterback <laughs> is Josh Rosen. Yeah. 
Oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> right. And if their backup quarterback goes down, their third string is Felipe Franks. Oh, wow. I heard that name in here forever. Exactly. So, the Atlanta's Hey, at least you didn't problem, say Nathan Peterman. No, he is on a team, though. Surprisingly. Um, right. Um, now, Atlanta, their, their problem is, is they're not grooming those young stars. Um, they, they definitely should have, um, drafted a, a young quarterback to, to sit behind Matt Ryan, let Matt Ryan teach him the playbook. Uh, even like it, even as bad as they've played this year, they should have had a, a rookie sitting behind Matt Ryan and, and learning from Matt Ryan. I think that that's I, I I got a feeling that that's what they're going to do in the draft this upcoming year, but either okay, that or either that or they're going to pick up a quarterback in free agency. But then so, again, so, go ahead, go go ahead. No, no, I was I was going to say that's that's what I was going to say. I think they're uh, either going to be in the draft or free agency, right? Uh, so so the problem is is I think Matt Ryan's done after this year. Um, so they they would need to either get a an NFL ready quarterback in the draft, which uh, in this draft, I don't think there's any, or they have to go out into free agency and find one, which I'm not sure how many like top tier free agent quarterbacks there's going to be in, in, this year. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't want to cut Matt Ryan. Cause that's a big hit to your cap. Right, yeah, you don't want to cut Matt Ryan. You want if if this is Matt Ryan's last year, you want it to be because he retired, not because you had cut him. Right, because <clears throat> you don't want to have the Tom Brady effect where he you where you just let him go, and he goes somewhere, and then he lights it up. Now I'm not saying Matt Ryan's Tom Brady. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is the possibility of that happening is still a possibility. You know, um, but if I'm not, I mean, it's it's either 2022 or 2023 when his contract expires. What they might do is they they might draft a. What I'm thinking now is maybe they'll draft a young quarterback, let him sit behind Matt Ryan, let him get some experience, and then once Matt Matt Ryan's contract is up, they just don't re-sign him, and Matt Ryan can test the free agency market to see if he's if he has value, and then they give the reins to the young man and see what he see where, where he goes from there. That's a possibility, right? Yeah. So we're gonna move on from that game to another one. Uh, man, you poor Jacksonville Jaguar fans, Jesus. Uh, so the Los Angeles Rams come in and whip your ass thirty-seven to seven. Um, a game that was. I mean, it was a field goal. It was a touchdown. Jacksonville scored a touchdown. Yay. And then you didn't hear anything else from the rest of the game. Now, <laughs> um, right. I'm being, I mean, I'm being sarcastic, but I mean, let, let's be serious. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, God, man, 140, 145 yards. And that's it. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Carlos Hyde, 24 yards rushing and interception. James Robinson also had 24 yards rushing. Um, Laquan Treadwell with uh, 62 yards receiving in this game. Um, 
Lavasca, uh, Chant- Chantel Jr., sure. Uh, James O'Shaughnessy with 13. Uh, Chantel Jr. with uh, 30 receiving yards in this game. Carlos Hyde had a fumble. James Robinson had a fumble. Miles um, Jack had seven total tackles in this game. Neville Lawson had seven total tackles. Um, Rudy Ford had a tackle for a loss. But, yeah. Okay, the Rams. Matthew Stafford, 295, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Sony Michelle, welcome back, man. You, I know you've been playing, but my God, you have not had a good game like this in a long time. 24 carries, 121 yards and a touchdown. Good on you. Cooper Cup, doing Cooper Cup things. Eight receptions, 129 yards and a touchdown. Van Jefferson, uh, 41 yards and a touchdown. Odell Beckham Jr., Two receptions, 28 yards, and a touchdown in this game. Um, you know, Von Miller had a pass defected. Jalen Ramsey had a pass defect. I mean, they went off. Jordan Fuller had eight tackles. Ernest Jones had nine total tackles. Jalen Ramsey had three. Von Bell, you know, did his thing with a tackle with the loss. Aaron Donald had five total tackles and a sack in this game. Just the Rams did the Rams things, man, and just beat, ate the shit out of the Jags in this game. Um, what are your thoughts? I mean, obviously, with <laughs> interesting enough, the, this is the Rams had the largest win since week two. It's the largest win that they've had since week two of the 2018 season, where they beat the Arizona Cardinals 34 to nothing. So, how you feeling about this? One? Um, I mean, <clears throat> so we expected the Rams to win. Uh, they were playing the Jaguars. Uh, the what gets me is how little impact that Odell Beckham had on on this game? Well, here's the thing. I mean, I look at Odell Beckham like I don't think anybody looked at Odell Beckham to be the focal point of the of the receiving core. I mean, he's like let me compare it. Cooper Cup is that is that is that is that uh is that cupcake that you really in that you really enjoy? Yeah. And Odell Beckham is like that that frosting on top of it. Even though you you may you may not be a fan of frosting, but it makes the it makes the cupcake look pretty. Does that make sense? Like Odell Beckham Jr. is not going to be the reason you win a lot of your games and stuff, but he's he's a he's a good target for you because I think everyone knows. And this is no disrespect to OBJ whatsoever. I think he's a great talent. But Cooper Cup is your number one in in, in L.A. He has, my, my, in my opinion, but it's just because he's putting in the work to be the number one guy. You know what I mean? I think Odell Beckham is enjoying this is enjoying the success that Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford are are, are giving for the team. Um, I'm just happy to see the L.A. Rams, you know, get a victory after you know they once that you know after losing three straight and finally coming up with a victory. You know, uh, well, but they're yeah, right I mean, there in that pack of eight and four teams. Well, yeah, I mean they're second in their division, right behind Arizona. Yep. Um, so it, it's Arizona Rams, 49ers, and Seahawks. Now, if you'd have told me at the beginning of the year the Seahawks were going to be the worst team in the NFC West, I'd have laughed at you. Um, but they are. I mean, they're four and eight, right? And I mean, they can improve, but I don't know that they're gonna improve uh enough to 
to win this division. No, they, they really aren't. Um, which I mean, I definitely I mean both teams. Whether you go with Cardinals or the Rams, both teams, in my opinion, are going to make the playoffs. It's just going to depend on who's going to have the home field advantage. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and what I'm and I know the first number one seed has home field advantage throughout the playoffs that I understand. But what I'm talking about home field advantage is if you're a two through four team, you're going to have the home game, you know, for the wild card, the, the, the division winners always have the home team or are always the home team for the wild card games. Right. Um, that being said though, let's move on to the next game to a team. That's both teams are doing okay, but man, these, okay. The Washington football team and the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, Washington wins seventeen to fifteen in a closely tightly contested game that was mainly defense. Um, not a whole lot of huge statistics in this game, but let's break it down. Uh, Taylor Heineke, uh, one ninety six and two touchdowns, did have an interception though in this game. Uh, Antonio Gibson ran for eighty eight uh, in this game. Logan Thomas with forty eight yards receiving and a touchdown. Antonio Gibbons also. Uh, Caught five receptions, twenty-three yards, and a touchdown as well. Uh, Adam Humphreys with six with a thirty-eight uh, yards in this game as well. Um, Kendall Fuller eight total tackles. Uh, Cole Coleman, Cole Holcomb. I'm, I apologize. Ten total tackles in this game. Um, you know, so they, they, you know, they were doing the best they could with what they had to, you know, make sure that they won the game because it was tightly contested. Uh, the Raiders, David Carr, two eighty-nine. But no touchdowns, no interceptions. Josh Jacobs did run good, fifty-two yards, but did he and he, and he had a touchdown. But that was his contribute his, his contributions. Hunter Renfro nine receptions and one hundred and two yards, and then Josh Jacobs also with nine receptions, but thirty-eight yards in this game. Um, and Nate Hobbs with the interception. Uh, Denzel Perryman with twelve total tackles and a tackle for a loss. Devon Diablo. What kind of name is that? I love it. Wow, dude, that is the it, that is one of the another. I, dude, this is so. This is this that that's cool. than little Jordan Humphreys, uh, um, Divine Diablo, ten total tackles in this game as well. Um, that why the hell that threw me off? I have no idea. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, I thought this game was pretty good. It was a good old school kind of defensive struggle. It's between two cornerstone franchises of the NFL. How did you feel about this one? I mean, uh, so not to toot my own horn or anything, but I called. But you, went, you called Washington, yeah. No. I did call Washington. Um, but, yeah, I uh, – man, again, I, Washington is one of those teams where – they're they're doing the right thing over there. Um, a couple of more pieces, and that team is going to really, really light it up. Uh, the the Raiders are kind of they're they're that team. They're one of those teams that started out real good. Um, then there was the scandal with, um, oh Chuck Gruden, <laughs> yeah John Gruden. Well, Chucky, because uh, we call him Chucky, so I call him like a Chucky. Yeah. You, you uh, never heard the, the thing with them calling him Chucky? Because it kind of yeah, looks like the Chucky uh, doll? Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so you had the, the, the John Gruden scan, scan, uh, yeah, scandal um, and everything. And then that team is kind of 
fallen to the wayside. The right. the, the new coach uh, or the interim coach, he looked good uh, for a game, but then it was like you didn't really know what to do. Right. Um. So that's another team that is is kind of starting to be in shambles. Yeah. Um. But I mean. Both teams are sitting at six and six right now. So at this point, you know, best case scenario, they go eleven and six. Worst case scenario, they go six and eleven. So right. we'll see what happens, you know. Um that being said, let's move on to the next one. My son's favorite team, the Baltimore Ravens against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh Pittsburgh coming off of probably one of the worst performances of Mike Tomlin's uh tenure Ben Roethlisberger's tenure I mean it was just a horrible game to watch getting beat down by the by the Cincinnati Bengals and they come back and they play a close game against Baltimore with with them picking up the victory 20 to 19 um I'll give you the Raven stats real quick uh Lamar Jackson 253 with a touchdown and interception uh he also ran for 55 yards in this game uh Lamar Jackson did uh Devontae Freeman 52 yard rushing and a touchdown in this game Hollywood Brown with five receptions, 55 yards. Mark Andrews, four receptions, 50 yards. Uh, Devontae Freeman also had five receptions, 45 yards. Sammy Watkins with the sole receiving touchdown off of 39 yards. Um, you know, and uh, Brandon Williams, 11 total tackles in this game um, and a tackle for a loss. Uh, Calais Campbell of the U um, with a sack in this game. Um, Justin Tucker hit two, hit two field goals in this game as well. Then you move over to Pittsburgh and Ben Roethlisberger after a horrible performance, 236 yards, um, 236 yards passing two touchdowns. Najee Harris ran for 71. Uh, Deontay Johnson had a very good game, eight receptions, 105 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Chase Claypool uh, joined in with uh, 52 yards as well. Uh, Mika Fitzpatrick uh, with an interception in this game. He also was the team's leading uh, tackler with, with nine total tackles. J.J. motherfucking what? Six total tackles, but three and a half sacks on the day and three tackles for a loss. Joining him was Chris Wormley with five, to- with five total tackles, two and a half sacks, and two tackles for a loss. Also, Alex Highsmith with two tackles for a loss in this game as well. Um, Chip, I know it makes you happy when any of the Watt brothers do well. Um, how did you yeah. feel on this one? Well, first of all, J.J. Watt doesn't play for the Steelers. T.J. Watt plays did for I, the Steelers. Did I, not say, did I not say T.J.? No, you said J.J. Oh, well, I meant um, T.J. Yeah, TJ so, plays for the Steelers. It's so, it's so interesting because I'm because I'm so used to saying JJ. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> things. You know. Um. So yeah, I, I'm glad to see that TJ is back in in form and and doing well. Um. I I need somebody with with more knowledge uh, of football than me to please explain what in the hell is going on. Uh, in this division right now because Bruh. it's absolutely insane. It's like, yeah, uh, man, this this AFC North. It, it, I, I don't know who's going to come out on top here. Just to I, be honest, I kind of threw out Pittsburgh just because I thought that it was going to be you know a surprise. Um, 
because when, when we did our way too early predictions, I think I think Roger and Chad both said Baltimore. You said Cleveland, and I said Pittsburgh. And it could end up being Cincinnati. <laughs> like I mean, I mean, you know, yeah. You look at it right now. Baltimore's sitting at eight and four. Cincinnati's at seven and five. Pittsburgh's at six and five, and Cleveland at six and six. Um. So any yeah. any one of those teams can come out of that division, but there's it's just like, man. One week you got Cincinnati just mollywopping the shit out of Pittsburgh, and then the next week Pittsburgh's like, man, that ain't happening. Uh, we're gonna take the 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 number one team in our division, and we're gonna, you know, we're gonna whoop up on yeah. them. And and that same Cincinnati team that whooped your ass got their ass whooped by somebody in the AFC West in right. the Chargers. Like, what the hell's going on here, dude? This is this is a weird. It's, it, again, we're back to Bizarro World. Um, that being said, though, yeah, I mean, tightly contested game. Baltimore is still sitting good at eight and four, so you know they got you know five more games left to see what they can do, and right. then we can go but, from there. So, but but. Then we have to look at, like, if this... Okay, say Cincinnati uh, wins another game and and they're both sitting at eight wins, right? Okay. Um, or let's just say at, at the end of the, the season, they're tied on wins, right? Right. <clears throat> well, right now... If it was to end today, uh, Cincinnati has a better in-conference record uh, or in-division record than than Baltimore. Yeah, that I means mean, that they that that means they would be declared the if if they have the same. Yeah, if they have the same record at the end of the season, but they have a better divisional record, then that the one with the better divisional record will. Um, We'll uh, move on to uh, to have the number one seed and win the division. Um, yeah, I mean, know. so so Baltimore has lost to Cincinnati and the Steelers, mm. uh, and they've only beat Cleveland. Yeah, uh, and they still got three more division games left to go. Right, right. They got to play, they gotta play Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, they, and so, Cleveland again. So next week they play Cleveland. Yep. Then they have the Packers. Then they have the Bengals. Then they have the Rams, and then they end the season with the Steelers. Uh, yeah, I mean, at least that game's going to be in Baltimore instead of in Pittsburgh, right? So. But chances are they beat Cleveland. Um, probably lose to Green Bay. It's a toss up. What's going to happen uh, with the Bengals game? Uh, right. I mean. I could see them beating the Rams and then they got the Steelers and it, that's a toss up. It's like, yeah, you I, don't know. No, you don't. All right. I digress. All right. I digress too. Let's move on. Uh, the next game we'll talk about, um, we have um, the Seattle Seahawks pulling out the victory against the San Francisco 49ers 30 to 23. I was not expecting that game to go the way that it went. Um, it was, you know, it, it was one of those games where it's like, okay, you know, Seattle scores the touchdown and then bam, automatically San Francisco scored 17 unanswered points. And it was like, 
oh, here we go again. Touchdown, touched, you know, it, like it, again, it was one of those things where they tried, they, they, I think Seattle wanted the win more. Um, maybe it was one of those situations where San Francisco just took Seattle too lightly or whatever. I don't know, but let me hit you guys with the statistics. Jimmy G, 219 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. So not, it was all right as far as yards go, but you still threw them two interceptions. Eli right. Mitchell, 66 yards and a touchdown in this game. Uh, George Kittle went the fuck off. Nine receptions, 181 yards and two touchdowns. If you had George Kittle on your fantasy team this week, you racked up. Um, uh, Travis Benjamin did have the fumble in this game. Um, but a lot of de- a lot of defensive players forced fumbling. Uh, Kawan Williams, DJ Jones, um, Aziz Al Shahir, um, did uh, a forced fumble as well. Nick Boza also had a forced fumble in this game. Uh, Kawan Williams also had the uh, lone interception in this game for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, he also uh, Aziz Al Shahir also had 16 total tackles and a half a sack. Um, Nick Boza with a sack and three tackles. Uh, uh, Eric Armstead and Jordan Willis also had sacks in this game. So they were definitely putting it on uh, Seattle. Uh, and then you look at Seattle, Russell Wis- Russell Wilson. Why the fuck do I want to say Westbrook? I, he's not Russell Westbrook. He's Russell fucking Wilson. Anyway, Russell Wilson, 231 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception in this game. Uh, Travis Homer ran for 80 yards and got a touchdown. Adrian, P- Adrian Peterson? Uh, who recently signed with Seattle, um, 16 uh, – is that the same Adrian Peterson? I want to say it, it's the same Adrian Peterson. It, it is. Yes, 16 yards and a touchdown in this game. Um, Tyler Lockett was the leading receiver at, 80, at 68 yards and a touchdown off seven receptions. Uh, DK Metcalf, five receptions, 60 yards. Uh, Dwayne Eckridge, there we go, uh, 35 yards and a touchdown in this game. Um, but, man, Gerald Everett lost the, fumbled the ball twice. And lost both times. Um, uh, uh, Quandre Diggs with an interception. Bobby Wagner with an interception. Also, Bobby Wagner with nine total tackles. Jordan Brooks with 11 total tackles and a tackle for a loss. Uh, Carlos Dunlap with a uh, sack in this game as well. Very, very highly contested contest. Um, Almost came down to the wire. Um, How did you feel about this particular one, this battle in the NFC West? Uh, again, I, I did not expect it to go this way. Uh, I I fully expected the 49ers to pull this one out and win. But uh, man, something's, something happened over there in Seattle, and uh, Russell Wilson and them kind of woke up. Right. And uh, said, hey um, – we're we're terrible and we need to not be terrible so <laughs> let's go out and beat this team that's kind of pretty good i mean they're better than us right now right so let's go you, beat you, them you want to know a weird statistic i i didn't realize this until i until i just seen it here's a weird statistic st- statistic for you this season jimmy uh, jimmy g is 5 and 0 oh when he doesn't throw an interception Every single game in which Jimmy G threw when threw one or more interception, he is one in five. Like, whoa. Like, so if you make that interception, or if you so if any any team intercepts Jimmy G, it's like, does his confidence go away? Like, what happens? You know what I mean? Yeah, there's no telling there. 
There is no talent there. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was a pretty interesting factoid I want to throw out there. Um, all right. So the next game, the Sunday night main event between AFC West rivals, the Kansas City Chiefs, and our buddy Rogers Denver Broncos. And the Chiefs win 22 to 9. Um, this game wasn't even close in, at, at some points. Um, no, I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> no, no. I, it's the way you built that up. You're like, in the AFC West, the Kansas City Chiefs and our buddy Rogers, Denver Broncos. And then it just went downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> well, the way this game was, it did kind of go all the way down here. Let's knock it out real quick. Teddy Bridgewater, uh, start with the Broncos stats first, by the way. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, 257 uh, with a touchdown, two interceptions, unfortunately. Uh, Javante Williams did run pretty good for 102 yards. No touchdowns, but he did, you know, get good yardages on the ground. Uh, Jerry Judy, uh, four receptions, 77 yards. Uh, Javante Williams did, however, pull off. 76 yards receiving and a touchdown in this game. Um, Cortland Sutton did not have a good game. Only two receptions for 15 yards. Um, and Deontay Spencer lost a fumble in this game. Uh, now, Pat Sertan Jr. did pick up an interception in this game, so that was good on him. Uh, Baron Browning with eight total tackles. Kenny Young with nine total tackles in this game. Um, Draymond Jones with a sack in this game. So they were definitely you know trying the best that they could. But then you got the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Pat Mahomes did not play good. He did not. 184 yards total, zero touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire had, you know, the his 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 not really a good game. I mean, it was good, I guess, in average uh, running back standards with 54 yards total. Uh, Pat Mahomes also ran for 12 yards and got a touchdown. Um, uh, Darrell Williams, 60 yards receiving. Travis Kelsey, three receptions, 27 yards. Tyreek Hill, two for 22. Byron Pringle, one one of 14. Uh, Miko Harmon, one of 12. Like there wasn't really that good of a that good of a uh, a, a, a receiving core, you know. Uh, Daniel Sorson though did pick up an interception, ran that back 75 yards. Uh, uh, Juan Thornhill also had an interception in this game as well. Tyron Matthew with nine total tackles. Uh, Trevelyus Ward with eight. Um, uh, Willie Gay Jr. with half a sack. Shared that with Melvin Ingram, who also had a tackle for a loss in this game. Um, it was one of those games where it was like the defense was actually the MVP of the seri- of the game instead of the offense for once. Uh, How would you feel about the Sunday night main event? Oh, 100%. The, the defense is carrying uh, the offense right now. Um the defense is what's keeping uh, my homeboy in these games uh, right. because he's not playing well, uh, and I don't know what it is. It's 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 really weird to see that for the first you know couple of years, uh, Patrick Mahomes is is lighting up everybody, right? And then for right. whatever reason, this season he can't do anything, and it's it's. I, I'm not. I don't want to take anything away from Patrick Mahomes because on the field, every year except for this one, he's been really good. I I I wonder if he's dealing with some sort of injury or or something. I know he just had um, 
him and his his uh, fiance or wife. I'm not sure if they got married yet or whatnot. I think they, I think they did uh, get married. Yeah, you know, they just had the baby, so maybe the baby's, uh, you know, weighing on his mind or keeping him up at night or something. I mean, I have two kids. You have two kids. You know, sometimes babies keep you up at night. I, I don't know. Uh, and I don't want to make excuses for him because I'm sure he wouldn't want excuses to be made for him. Right. Uh, I mean, I don't know him personally. I'm just saying. Little uh, girls are evil. Oh. <laughs> uh, anyway. But. Um, yeah, go yeah, ahead. There, I was just saying, but there's, there's, there's something uh, that, that some kind of, of block, whether it be mental or physical, that's keeping him from performing to the best of his ability unless the best of his ability is what we're seeing now and the first couple of seasons were just anomalies because nobody took the time to figure out how he played i i don't know yeah i think i mean i think it is a, a situation where they're kind of figuring out who he is and what he can do uh and they're they're exploiting a lot of it but but that's also Andy Reid's responsibility to make sure that the defense can cover just in case Pat Mahomes has games like this. And, and the team is sitting right now at eight and four. So they're not, they're not like elite elite just yet. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're in the top 10, maybe even top five of teams on power rankings. I haven't seen the power rankings yet, so I don't know. Um, uh, Cause I, I click on the page and I scroll down to the bottom just to make sure that I don't see it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see where they go from here. Um, but before we do the, before we check out the power rankings, let's actually knock out the final game, the Monday nighter of this week, the strangest Monday night football game, only from from a specific standpoint. And I'll get to it when we get to it. The New England Patriots beat the Buffalo Bills fourteen to ten in a game that was had a lot of running, a lot of defense. And poor Josh Allen, man, I don't know why he couldn't um, do anything else with that defense. Let me let me let me set the scene for everybody. The New England Patriots ran the ball like let me wait. Where's that number? Let me find it real quick. I want to make sure that I find. It. Okay, it doesn't give me total total number of snaps plays, but all right. Mac Jones. Was two of three for 19 yards. 19 total yards. Okay? Yep. John New Smith and Brendan Bolden were the only two receivers who um who 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 caught a ball in that game, right? Now I know some of you guys are thinking, wait, man, that must have been a horrible, horrible game. Y'all must have lost by how did y'all win the game? Well, Damian Harris ran for 111 yards and a touchdown. Um, Amandre Stevenson ran for 78 yards. Uh, Brandon Bowen ran for 28 yards. They pretty much ran the ball down Buffalo's throats, really. Um, and you know, all you know, Matt Matt Judah with a sack in this game. Daniel um, uh, Akule. Akule, okay, with it with a sack in this game. Um, Nick Foles also kicking to kicking. Uh, uh, in this game as well, also help. I said Nick Folk, not Nick Folds. I apologize. Um, <laughs> I was, but, I was uh, about to say, no, it was Nick Folk. It was Nick Folk. Um, the Bills, however, though, Josh Allen, 145 yards and a touchdown, though, 
Not a whole lot of good rushing from Singletary, Moss, and Breida between them. It was 60 yards total for them. Now, Josh Allen ran for 39. Uh, Stephon Diggs with 51 yards. Gabriel Davis with 30 yards and a touchdown. Emmanuel Sanders was non-existent. Zach Moss in the receiving game was non-existent. Cole Beasley was non-existent. Dawson Knox was non-existent. Josh Allen also lost a fumble in this game. Jordan Pryor with you know eight total tackles. Harrison Harrison Phillips with seven total tackles. Hardly any sack. Like if you would have told me that the Patriots are going to rely on their defense and their running game to win this game, and all Mac Jones had to do was just throw two pass, complete two passes. I mean, what 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 are your thoughts on this, man? I mean, if you if you don't pass the ball, you have very little chance of uh, of there being an interception. <laughs> that is true. Uh, that is but, true. But as well as they were running the ball, they didn't need to to pass right. the ball. It was the Bills could not. I repeat, the Bills could not stop the run game. They, dude, I don't know what's happened to this defense. Man, it's I, I, that's what I'm saying. It's absolutely insane. Uh, man, I, I, I don't, I don't understand it. I, I don't get it. But it, it man, it, it worked. I mean, you got to think. You know, uh, it, it was see the uh, the Patriots start out uh, three three and out punted. Buffalo gets the ball. They make their way down to the New England twenty four and uh, punt the ball. Then the the Patriots punt the ball. Then the uh, the Bills fumble. Then. The Patriots get a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Then the the Bills punt. Then the Bills get a touchdown. No two points. Uh, New England gets a field goal. Bills punt. New England punts. Bills punt. New England punts. Bills punt. New England punts. Bills get a field goal. New England gets a field goal. Bills miss a field goal. <laughs> New England punts. Bills uh, end on downs. And then the the, the uh, Patriots end on downs. It's like there was nothing <laughs> going on in this game. It, it was a legitimate defensive battle. It, it, that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Um, another interesting fact. Um, <laughs> it's so strange. because the, here, Okay, here's the fun fact. The Patriots had three passing attempts versus the Bills in this game. Okay. Yep. That is the fewest for any team in a game since the Buffalo Bills had two passing attempts and in week three of the 1974 season where they defeated the New York Jets 16-12. to Wow. Yeah. Um, also, with this win, the New England Patriots are undefeated in away games. They're 6-0 in away games. Yep. So. That is crazy. Yep. Uh, all right. So after going through the whole entire uh, week this week, what game did you feel like was game of the week? Oh man. Um. 
So I really enjoyed the the uh, Patriots Bills games uh, or Patriots Bills game because I'm a huge fan of those defensive battles. Right. Um, I enjoyed that one. Uh, that Eagles Jets game. If you just kind of wanted to shoot out, uh, I liked that one. Uh, uh, what else? I'll throw you mine out there. It's gonna, it's, it's, it's gonna sound dumb, Uh and I'm sorry if it sounds dumb. I gotta give it to Detroit, Minnesota. I think that was game of the week. I think that was game of the week, man. That would get because it was so highly contested and so close there toward the end, like it had the drama. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just it's something about it was like, I want to know what happens. You know, and if you're a fan of Detroit, you have all the, you know, you're 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 ecstatic right now. You know, Detroit wins. Michigan's going to the national championship game. You know, so I mean, you, you got a lot to celebrate in Detroit. Well, you know, well, not not the national championship game. Oh, the playoffs. I apologize. Just the final playoffs. four. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. It don't matter, Georgia, Michigan, whoever's whoever's winning that game is playing Alabama, so it don't matter. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that on another episode. Georgia, should we'll get not our picks be, in. No, Georgia lost; they shouldn't be in there. I, I don't, I, I don't care. Yeah, we've had, the, oh yeah, we've had this conversation. Yeah, I, yeah. If you, you, sh- if, if you don't win your conference, you shouldn't be eligible for the playoffs. Exactly, I agree, one hundred percent. We're not we don't make about, the rules. <laughs> yep, we're not talking college football. We're talking pro football. So right. Yep. Well, all right, Bubba. Well, that being said, let's move on to the power rankings real quick, like, and let's go ahead and knock these some bitches out. Uh, like I said, I have not seen it. All right, you ready? Let's do it. All right, let's knock out our teams first. The Houston Texans have dropped from 30 to 32. Houston Texans are now in the bottom half of, of actually the bottom of the list. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, the Denver Broncos dropped from 19 to 23, dropping four spots this week. And the Miami Dolphins are went from 18 to 15. So we up three spots this week. Okay. We'll see what happens from there. Um, I never thought they'd be six and seven, but hey. Cool. So let's go from there. Let's go to the top 10. At number 10, jumping up five spots, the Los Angeles Chargers. At number nine, bumping up four spots, the Indianapolis Colts. At number eight, bumping up three spots, the Los Angeles Rams. At number seven, bump going down a spot, the Buffalo Bills. At number six, bumping up two spots, the Dallas Cowboys. At number five, falling one spot, the Kansas City Chiefs. At number four, bumping up a spot, the New England Patriots. At number three, the Buffalo Bills, who stay at three. At number two, the Arizona Cardinals, who stay at number two. And number one, the Green Bay Packers, who stayed at number one. Uh, How are you feeling about the list? How do you feel about the power rankings this week? Uh, I'm a little confused with with Indianapolis jumping four spots by beating the the Texans because the Texans are terrible. 
Right. Uh, if if they actually beat a, a team that was competitive, then I could see it. But I mean, they beat nobody. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, I, again, that's my team, but they're they're nobody. Right. So. Yeah, but I mean, Kansas City won against Denver and then and then got dropped. And right. I think it's because of how good New England played against Buffalo. Here's my thing, and Sean, I apologize, brother. I wouldn't have Buffalo in my top ten right now. Why are you apologizing to Sean? Well, because that's his team. No. Um, oh, 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 different Sean. Sorry. Yeah, what Sean were you thinking about? Uh, Sean at work. Oh, no, no, no. I was talking about Sean uh, Thompson. I, maybe I should have said the last name. I apologize. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, all right, that being said, um, but no, I would have Buffalo out, man. I, I would take, the, I would put literally the Rams. I, wait, I, you know what? I take that back. I'd put them at 10. I'd put the Rams at 7. I'd put the Chargers at 8. I'd put the Bengals at 9. And then I'd put the, uh, Bills at ten. I right. can't have any. I can't have Indianapolis in my top ten right now. I definitely I, won't I, have Indianapolis over Baltimore right now. See, that's the thing. It's it's yes. They they beat the Texans thirty one nothing, but it's the Texans. I mean, they're they're not good. We know they're not good. Everybody knows they're not good. So how do you, you know? How do you reward them? I, I mean, I guess you got to reward them, but four spots—that's huge. That is a—that is very much huge. Yeah. All right. Uh, that being said, let's mosey on over to the playoff picture right now. I will take the NFC. If you want to take the AFC, I'll go ahead and knock out the NFC real quick. Number one seed, the Arizona Cardinals. The number two seed is the Green Bay Packers. The number three seed is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number four is the Dallas Cowboys. Number five is the Los Angeles Rams. Number six is the Washington football team. And number seven is the San Francisco 49ers. Followed by the Eagles, the Vikings, the Panthers, the Falcons, the Saints, the Giants, the Bears, the Seahawks, and the Lions. Now, if the playoffs were to start today, Arizona would get the number one uh, seed, which means home field throughout the whole playoffs. Green Bay would place the uh, would play the 49ers. Uh, the Bucks would play the Washington football team, and Dallas Cowboys would still be playing the Los Angeles Rams. And the worst team in the NFC as of Week 14 is the Detroit Lions, who, for whatever reason, is sitting at one ten and one, have yet to be eliminated from playoff contention. So you're telling me there's a chance? <laughs> no right. chance. All right. Um, so over in the AFC, um, the New England Patriots are the number one seed in the AFC. That yes. blows my mind too. <laughs> y- yes. Sitting at nine and four, uh, followed by Tennessee, Baltimore, Kansas City, the Chargers, the Bengals, and the Bills. Uh, so if the playoffs were happening today, New England would get the bye. Yeah, Buffalo would play Tennessee, Cincinnati would play Baltimore, and the Chargers would play Kansas City, leaving mm-hmm. the two worst teams in the AFC to be Jacksonville and Houston, both sitting at two and ten with a win percentage of one point six seven. 
Right. Now, has now according to NFL.com, I know you use Tankathon, but according to NFL.com, it says that teams that are listed with a, with their approximate draft order, they already have the Houston Texans eliminated from playoff contention in the AFC. Right. Um, so they would therefore get the number one overall pick as of right now, simply based on the record that they have. Uh, Cause okay. it's not based on when you get eliminated. It's based on your, on your overall record. Um, so they could possibly for whatever reason, win the next, Five games. I mean, granted, they wouldn't win in the end because Tennessee has eight, and even if they, even if Houston ran the table the rest of the way, they wouldn't be able to get to eight total. They wouldn't be able to get to eight total wins. Uh, but Jacksonville's also in the same boat too. They could easily have a worse record than Houston right now. Right. Um, so, um, what Tankathon has it set at right now is Detroit with the number one overall pick. Okay. Uh, because they have, they, and they go by win percentage. Uh, so Detroit has a .125 win percentage. Right. Uh, Jacksonville at two and Houston at three. And the reason that it's that way is because Houston beat Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they own the tiebreaker. Right. Uh, then Jets four. Jets five because they have the Seattle pick. The Seattle pick, yeah. Right. Giants at six because they have the Chicago pick. Right. Giants pick again at seven because they have their pick. Uh eight would be Atlanta, nine Carolina, ten Minnesota, eleven New Orleans, twelve Philadelphia, thirteen Philadelphia again because they have the Dolphins pick. Right. 14 Denver, 15 Vegas, 16 Cleveland, 17 Philadelphia again yeah, because so they have, have three in the part. Yep. Yeah, because they have the Colts pick. Uh 18 Pittsburgh, 19 Miami picks because they have the 49ers first rounder. Yep. Uh then Washington at 20, Buffalo at 21. Cincinnati at 22, Chargers at 23, Detroit at 24 because they have hold the LA Rams first round pick because of the golf uh Stafford trade. Stafford yeah. trade. Um Dallas at 25, Kansas City 26, Baltimore 27, Tampa Bay 28, Tennessee 29. Green Bay 30, New England 31, and Arizona 32 as of today. Yeah. So. yeah. so, that being said, now that we got the playoff predictions out of the or playoff uh, picture out of the way, well, not predictions, uh, we'll definitely get into playoff predictions once it gets close to the time. That being said, though, let's move on to week 14. Um, and uh, let's go ahead and knock out these picks. Um, I'm sure Roger already sent you sent you uh, his. And Roger has sent me his. Um, I have mine. Uh, so I'm fixing to, you found, and I'm fixing to give you mine. So yep. here we um, go. We'll start off with our Thursday night game. We got the Seattle. I'm sorry, the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Minnesota Vikings. I almost said the Seattle Steelers. That wow. would be a team of. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Hey, right. we already said the Houston Cardinals, so that's, why not? That's right. 
if we didn't get like if we didn't get like 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 if we didn't get like a damn ceased and desist order or something, I would legit try to make like like team mashups on t-shirts and shit. I think right. that'd be pretty cool too. So, uh, uh, anyway, go ahead. Anyway, uh, Steelers versus uh, Vikings. Um, man, this is it. it it's a crazy one. Because Steelers are coming off of a win, Vikings are coming off of a loss, um, but the Steelers did not look great in that win, right? Uh, if, if that makes sense, um, yeah. With that being the said, Vikings, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I was, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, well, the Vikings did look good, but they looked good in a loss, though. I don't know if he would. I don't know if if they would do so well against Pittsburgh. But anyway, who 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 right. do you have? Uh, I, I'm going with Minnesota to win this one because, uh, uh, like you said, I, they looked good in a loss. Whereas Seattle, I mean, why do I keep wanting to say Seattle? Is <laughs> uh, whereas Pittsburgh didn't look good in the win. Right. So I am also going to go with Minnesota to win this game. All right, Rogers also. Rogers also going with Minnesota. Sweet. Uh, next up, we got the Baltimore Ravens versus the Cleveland Browns. Uh, as much as I want to sit here and say, uh, hold on, is that right? Yeah. Is uh, as, as much as I want to sit here and say Cleveland is going to win this game. I just don't think they're going to. I think Baltimore is going to win this. I think it's going to be pretty close, uh, right. for sure. Um, it's it's going to be another like Pittsburgh Baltimore game uh, where it's it's really close. But I think Baltimore wins. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Baltimore too. Um, yeah, I I, th- I feel like they're fixing to go on a roll. Um, but then again, the way that the, the way that this division has been, dude, Cleveland could win kind of like what they did a couple years ago when they won forty to twenty five. I mean, he, they could pull out an upset victory, you know. Um, like oh. I, I'm going to go with the Ravens to win, but I won't be surprised if Cleveland pulls it off. Uh, I, I I agree. I'm going with the Ravens to win. I won't be surprised because of of how much parity there is in that division. Uh, it, it won't surprise me if Cleveland wins, but I'm going with Baltimore. Right. Um, ba- Roger also has Baltimore to win this one. Okay. Uh, next up, we got the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Tennessee Titans. I'm not even going to make a case. Titans on this one, even Titans though... Titans on the... Yeah, Titans. Yeah, uh, Roger also has the Titans. But what I was going to say is I've got the Titans, even though... They are not good right now. Without Derrick Henry, without Julio Jones, without uh, A.J. Brown, uh, they've got to rely on Ryan Tannehill to make plays to guys who aren't playmakers. Uh, But they are coming off of a bye week, so maybe they've gotten some rest, something. We'll see. Uh, right. Next up, we got the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, uh, 
I mean, <laughs> I could try to make the case, but no, I can't. I can't make the case. I'm going with the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are on a roll. I think their defense has gotten better. Um, my only thing, my only issue is, is like, can can Vegas's defense stop the Chiefs' offense? Which, I mean, if you look at the game plan for how Denver did it, I mean, it could work, but they still were able to put up 22 against them. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with Kansas City on this one. All right. Uh, I, I'm going Kansas City, uh, and so is Roger as well. Um, I, I just think Kansas City probably has the better defense. Right. Um so we'll see. Uh, next up, we got the New Orleans Saints versus the New York Jets. Um, this is, I, I can't really make a case for the Jets except for it's the Saints. And the Saints have not been playing well at all. Um, they, don't, they don't know who their quarterback's going to be. Uh, is it going to be Taysom Hill? Is it going to be Trevor Simeon? Because their actual quarterback is hurt. Um, the Jets looked really good against the Eagles. Uh, so I, I think the, the Saints are going to win this one. But it would not surprise me in the least if the Jets pulled it out. I'm going to do something I never thought I'd do. I'm going to flip a coin for a damn Jets game. Oh, wow. All right. All right. Heads, Saints, Tails, Jets. All right, here we go. It's a tie. They both lose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, on, no, on some real shit. No, it landed on heads. Uh, but on some real shit, though, I, you know what? Like, I want to say... I can't do it. I can't. I can't go for them. You know, just because I don't want to root for the Jets, I'm going to go with the Saints. Um, if the Jets win, hey, you know, it's because the Saints didn't show up. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm going. I'm going with. The, I'm going with the Saints to win this one. All right, Roger also is going with the Saints to win this one. And fuck the Jets. <laughs> uh, next up, we got the Dallas Cowboys versus the Washington Football Team. This game, <laughs> this game, I think is going to be very interesting. I think, I think this game has potential to be game of the week. I agree. I think this game is going to be very, very contested. I think that because here's the thing: you got Chase Young on one side, and you got Mika Parsons on the other. Two young, hungry linebackers, edge rushers that want to, you know, be the dominant force in that division, you know. Um, the only thing is, is that the Cowboys have Dak and Washington has Ta uh, Taylor Heineke. Now, I'm not saying Taylor Heineke is a bad quarterback, but compared to Dak, I mean, if you had a choice right now to start a franchise with Dak or Taylor Heineke, you lean more toward Dak Prescott. Um, Ooh, I don't know. Just because, just it, I, as of for experience, I would go with Dak more than I would go with Taylor Heineke. Yeah. Um, 
But you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go with Washington. I think Washington's going to pull off the victory. I don't know how. I don't like. I have no logical reasoning behind it. But something's just telling me Washington's going to pull off the win. All right. Both Roger and I are going with Washington as well. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> I thought I was going to be odd man out here. No. Um, Washington is doing – I've said this and said this and said this. They're doing something right over there. They're doing something good. Uh and, and also fuck the Cowboys. Um, right. <laughs> but I, 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 that's not that's not a direct knock on the Cowboys because they have a good team. I, I just think that Washington is they're they're they, the better they team. want it more. Yeah, they're the better team. They want it more, and it's uh, it's going to be one of those uh, barn burners. Oh yeah, I think I definitely think this is candidate for game of the week. Yep. All right. Uh, next up, we have the Atlanta Falcons versus the Carolina Panthers. Both teams sitting at five and seven. Both teams coming. Uh, with now, Panthers were on by this. Panthers were on by this past week, correct? Um, I believe so. And the Falcons just correct. lost to yes. Tampa. And the Falcons just lost to Tampa. Right. So, with the Panthers being well-rested, it being in Carolina, and maybe the Falcons are still kind of reeling, I'm going to go with the Panthers to win this one. Even with Cam Newton, I'm going to go with the Panthers to win. Okay. Roger is also going with the Panthers. I'm going to be the odd man out here, and I'm going with the Falcons to win this one. Okay. Uh, I just think they have the better track record right now. Yes, they just lost to Tampa Bay, but it's Tampa Bay. You know, they're the reigning, defending NFL champions. That's true. That's true. But I feel like with with Carolina having the home field advantage and they just came off the bye week, you know, give, give Cam time to kind of recuperate and, you know, figure out how he wants to handle the offense and things of that nature. Um, cause they were really, really good at one point and then it, it just fell off and we don't know what happened. I, I see where you're coming from, but I mean, Atlanta just put up 17 on Tampa Bay and, uh, Carolina, I mean, we'll just say. In their losses, they they're not they, they they scored eighteen against the Eagles. Uh, now they did score twenty eight against the Vikings, but then they lost to the Giants and only scored three. Uh, lost to the Patriots and only scored six. Uh, lost to the Washington Football Team, scored twenty one. Uh, only scored 10 against the Dolphins before going into bye week. I, I just don't – I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to go with Atlanta, uh, but it's not going to break my heart if Carolina wins. Uh, it's not a hill I'm prepared to die on. Right, 
next up we got the uh seattle seahawks versus the houston texans uh i don't know how many times i have to say tonight that the houston texans are in shambles i you know uh my homer pick is the texans are going to beat the seahawks you know 31 to nothing because they're going to be pissed that the colts just did that to them but we all know that's not true that's not going to happen Russell Wilson's playing. He seemed to have found his groove. Seahawks win this one. Seahawks win this one. Um, I'm, I was like, here's the thing, though. The Texans do have the ability to pull off a win, um, and the Seahawks are the type to, who are subset, who are they're the type to lose games that they shouldn't lose, and this might be one of those games. And I say might be like I think the safe pick here would be C- the Seahawks, but if the Texans do pull off the victory, eh, you know, like it's it's something that I've I've come to expect from Seattle in this this season, you know, no, I something I never thought I'd say, you know. Yeah, I, I see where you're going with that for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Rogers also going with Seattle to win this one. Okay. All right. Uh, next up, we got the Detroit Lions versus the Denver Broncos. Um, so we know Roger picked Denver, of course. Right, right, right. Uh, I'm going to go with Denver. I think that the Detroit winning last week was kind of an anomaly. It's not the norm, of course. Right. Um, yeah, you got to win. Now shut the fuck up comparing us <laughs> To the to, right. the to the to the 06 or whatever. Man, what was that winless team? It was Detroit, but I, I don't know it was Detroit. I can't remember. The, I can't. I can't. Didn't didn't Cleveland go winless too? Cleveland winless like two years in a row, I think. Winless NFL teams. Hold on, let me look this up real yeah. quick because of, because I'll winless NFL teams. There we go. Um, damn, we went all the way back to nineteen ninety four. Jesus Christ. Yeah, we don't um, want to go back that far. I ain't going back that far. Uh, the most recent one was the Cleveland Browns in 2017. Uh, the last time Detroit went uh, 0-16 was in 2008. Okay. So. <clears throat> and then uh, the Browns did it when? Uh, the Browns did it in 2017. Okay. And then like yeah. the next year they only won like one game or tied one game or some, uh, let's some see. Weird, yeah. crazy shit like that. Uh, no, it was actually the year before in 2016. That's why I got confused. In 2016, they went one and 15, and in 2017, they went 0 and 16. Hugh Jackson got the hell up out of there. Oh, I'm sorry, he Hugh Jackson got fired. Um, um, I'm sorry. Week eight of the uh, uh, 2018 season. So. Greg Williams came in as an intern coach, and then that's when old Freddie Freddie Cooking Kitchens took over, and then they went six and ten. <laughs> so there you go. Right. And then Kevin Stefanski came in, and then won eleven, went went eleven, went eleven and five, and uh, took third place in the AFC North. But they did win the playoff game at Steelers. So there you go. But anyway, right. so who who are you going with? Broncos. Okay. <laughs> uh, next up, we got the uh, New York Giants versus the L.A. Chargers. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can't, in good faith, make a uh, an argument for the Giants. Uh, 
I, I have really good friends that are Giants fans, but right. I just don't. I can't in good faith make a an argument for them. I, I so no. <laughs> I'm going with the the Chargers. I got to go with the Chargers too. Sorry, right. Velvet. <laughs> Roger is also going with the Chargers. Yep. Uh, next up, we got the uh, San Francisco 49ers and the Cincinnati Bengals. This, in my opinion, also has the ability to be game a game of the week. Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, um, I think that the Bengals win. Uh. But it wouldn't surprise me if the 49ers eke it out, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think it's going to be close to. Um, I, I think it's going to be one of them high-scoring games, maybe both teams in the 30s, um, real close. But I'm leaning towards Cincinnati to win this one. All right. And Roger also has Cincinnati to win. Uh, next up, we got the Buffalo Bills versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. Again, God, the way Buffalo's this, been playing, I don't know. Right. I mean, this could be another matchup of the week. Right? Right. Depending on which version of the Bills team shows up. Uh, I've got... I've got Tampa Bay winning. I got Tampa Bay winning this as well. This, dude, the Patriots, are, I'm sorry, why did I say the Patriots? Um, I have no idea. Because I'm looking at the Patriots logo. Because um, I kind of scrolled down too far and Patriots are on by this week. Uh, and also yes. Tom Brady used to play for the Patriots because that's what I'm so used to. Uh, but no, nah, the Buccaneers have been on a roll. I mean, the combination between Tom Brady and Gronk is very hard to stop. And it was just proven that this past uh, Sunday. Um, yeah, and Buffalo, man. Buffalo's going through a bit of an identity crisis in a sense. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but but I definitely think Buffalo, Buffalo's going to give it their best effort, but in the end, Tampa Bay is going to win. I agree. Uh, and so does Roger. All right, now on to our Sunday night Main event. I don't like it. <laughs> the Chicago, give us this trash ass game on a Sunday. <laughs> the Chicago Bears versus the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Green Bay wins. Like I like I get it. Like it's nostalgia. It's the it's the it's the oldest uh, it's the oldest rivalry in the NFL. But f- fuck, really, really for Sunday night Packers versus. Uh, Bears. The only good thing that might come out of this is that it might be a snowy game. That might be good, you know, because everyone loves a good snowball every once in a while. Um, that had no drug related content to it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna go with the Packers to win this one. All right, Roger also has Green Bay winning this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, we got the. L.A. Rams versus the Arizona Cardinals. Ah, the Monday Nighter, yeah. This is our Monday Night Main Event. This 
is my third pick. Uh, I always do it in threes. This is my third pick for game of the week. Um, man, I think this is going to be a barn burner. They're going to light it up left and right, up and down the field with Arizona winning. Uh, you know what? I have no clue. I don't know who I'm going to go. Who the, Before I pick, who did Roger go with? Did he also go with Arizona to win? That is correct. <sighs> you know what? Something's telling me don't pick the obvious. Don't go with Arizona. Because Arizona's good. There's no doubt about it. They're the best team. They're, they're one of the best, if not the best team in football right now. The LA Rams are up there, man, but they got they 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 they've lost a couple of dumb games they shouldn't have lost. Uh but then again, they they got the momentum on their side a little bit. Arizona's, you know, I mean the you know, the Bears put up 22 against them. So if the Bears can put up 22 against Arizona, then I know the LA can do more, you know. Um God. You know what? I gotta go. I gotta go with the coin flip again because I really I can't pick. All right, heads are going with uh, the Rams. Tails are going with the Cardinals. Here we go. All right. All right. We're three for three. Go for the Cardinals to win this game on Monday night. All and right. And honestly, honestly, like I'm I'm, I'm flipping. The, actually, I'm flipping a beer bottle uh, lid, uh, <laughs> like a like a bottle cap, but you know, it works the same way. Right. But, uh, yeah. And and of course, if you didn't hear us talk about your team. Uh, that's because the Eagles, the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Colts are all on by this week. Thank God, because we need it. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, yeah, we're on a five-game win streak, but still, you know, and give the Patriots time to cool down. You know, <laughs> just let, 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 let's see if maybe you know something can happen. That being said, like you've already said, your games of the week. I think Rams and Cardinals are going to be great. I think Bills and Buccaneers are going to be great. I think I'm looking forward to Dallas Washington. I think that's going to be a good game. Um, you know what? I'll tell you another game. I'm th- I think Ravens Browns is going to be a pretty good one. Could be. You know, th- th- anytime at a anytime any AFC North teams battle each other, it's always you know fun to watch because they're just so like they like like fuck you know fuck you. I'll hit you in the head again with a helmet. You know, <laughs> calm down, calm down, calm down, Miles Garrett. But anyway. <laughs> so yeah, that being said, oh, I'm sure Mason Rudolph remembers. <laughs> anyway, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Are You Ready for Some Football? We hope you guys enjoyed the games this week. And if you have your own predictions that you would like to tell us about, go to the Movement Radio Facebook fan page and check and uh, give us your uh, predictions of the week. And if you want us to read some of your predictions on air, send it to us uh, in an email, a message in any of our social media platforms. We will gladly read them on air for you guys. Um, and, uh, you know, Got a pretty big week coming up as far as football games goes, and got the Thursday nighter, and we got the Sunday game. Saturday, I'm going to be at Ego Pro. Looking forward to that. Um, you know, a lot of cool things. Chip, anything you want to say before we bounce out of here this evening? Um, as always, check out MovementRadio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. Uh, also, go check out Ego Pro uh, this weekend, Athens, Tennessee. Uh, talent will be there. A lot of, a lot of good brothers will be there. Um, I'm excited. I, I might make an appearance. I haven't decided yet. Um, I'm excited about my match though. 
Like, like I was like I was like I, I originally was supposed to wrestle Andrew Thomas, but he wanted to be a little bitch and break his leg. Uh, so, you know, which I got a better opponent anyway. I got Tiger Kid, so I'm looking forward to that one. I've never wrestled Tiger Kid. Looking forward to it. Um, although Andrew Thomas did say he was going to be there, so you know. I mean, if he wants his other leg broke, he can say something to me, but that's a different story. Um, you know, and shout out to Tiger Kid. Look forward to that match. Um, uh, he might, I don't know, he might hit me with some some chops I ain't really, you know, used to taking because, you know, you know, some of them, some of them uh, luchadors, you know, all that sort of thing. Anyway, I ain't going to go into that point. Uh, that being said, though, looking forward to Saturday. Looking forward to seeing some people I haven't seen in a long, long time. Um, I got to go to uh, Red Bank to pick some people up and then heading, heading, heading there. Um, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Check it out this upcoming Saturday, Ego Pro. Um, uh, you know, a couple of quick shout outs also. Shout out to Sean Thompson of Thompson Personal Training. Uh, go check out all of his information on his Facebook page at Thompson Personal Training on Facebook. Shout out to our good friends Jerry and Jennifer over at the Chronic Conversation Podcast, our good buddies Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network, twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon, our good buddy Ivan Montanez and all of his content. Also, check out our buddy Sean with the. Uh, should I watch that podcast? It's, it's a, I haven't had a chance to listen to any of it yet, but I'm going to try to uh, this week. I'm going to do my best to try to get a hold of a couple episodes. That being said, though, again, thank you guys so much. We love you. We appreciate you guys. We're getting close to 20,000 downloads. Uh, if we're not there already, I haven't. I, I don't. Are we Are we close, Chip? Are we almost there? Do you we're, know? We're, we're close. All right, we're close. Uh, let's get that push. Let's push for 20,000 downloads. Uh you know, we got a lot of cool things coming down the pike for Movement Radio. We're looking forward to it. Um, you know, we still got a couple of series uh, that we're going to be that we're working on. Serieses? Never said that before in my life. Uh, a couple of series that we're working on right now. Um, something about sports is also going to be coming back after the football season is over with. And we got a lot of cool content for that coming up. Uh, we talk wrestling. A um, couple of more lists we got. We got we got a couple of cool lists coming up this upcoming week. Um, Monday, if I'm not mistaken, this upcoming Monday, I think we're dropping the most influential new metal uh, uh, bands. It's I, either that one or it's the or it's the or it's the, uh, or, it's the I, or it's the controversial documentaries. I can't remember which one we said we were going to drop first. Um, but nevertheless. Um, we do have a lot of cool content for you guys, and uh, we're looking forward to creating new content for you guys. Be on the lookout for more stuff. Um, and I know it sounds like I'm rambling, and please forgive me for that, ladies and gentlemen. It's just we got there's so much we want to tell you guys, and so much we want to show you guys. We just don't have the time right now to do so. Um, but yeah, but we're looking forward to it. We love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Are You Ready for Some Football? Enjoy the games this weekend. We'll see you guys back here next week with another edition. Chip, let's hit him with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Check us out on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel and subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. And once again, movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. And I am Talon Williams. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.